We cannot start every podcast like this. What do you mean like this? What is this? You always do like a tone thing. No, this isn't a tone thing. This is warming us up. Are you warmed up? I'm I'm coming in hot. What's your safe word? <laughs> What's your safe word? Tone. <laughs> Welcome back to What's Your Say Pod. I'm Amp. I'm Mr. Crisper. And this is a sex education podcast that's got a few kinks. Oh. People like the sound effects. Do they? Uh, yes, they we got like a comment that said someone someone said that they were cackling from the sound effects. Specifically Cackling. 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 Can you cackle for me? That's very evil, evil yeah. villain. <laughs> I told Jesus. you, I've got tone. I'm coming in hot. What do you want? Uh, nothing. You're doing great. I love Thank it. You. Oh, how are you doing today, Daddy? I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day out. Uh, had a very relaxing weekend. What did you do this weekend? Uh, I hung out with a friend, had a nice long lunch, uh, worked out, went to the park with you, um, just chilled and didn't have any events to do. Although I did have an event to do. Riveting. Well, we did the puppy contest Friday night. God. Oh, sure. Oh, my God. My weekend was yeah. very You busy. had events to get, do. I tangentially stayed out of it. <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah. We did a nice, uh, on uh, the Eagle, they had a, uh, it was a really interesting event. It was a bluff, which stands for bluff. What does that stand for? Uh, ble bleachers, leather, uniform, formals. Yes, which is a big old leather sorts of event generally at the Eagle where everyone's geared out. But then it was also Wild West, which was a big, like, rodeo kind of... Glitter Cowboys is how I'd describe it. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. And then also it was a puppy contest, which I was judging for Team Friendly this coming weekend, yeah. this past weekend. Um, I had a nice time. I have a lot of opinions. I've got, Ooh. like, whenever there's like, a new contest, opinions? I love giving feedback, as you know. So what is this contest? Is, is, so, does it feed into another puppy contest? There was no feeding included in the contest, but we did have lunch. And so it was a team-friendly contest, but it was specifically for a team-friendly pup. So it was someone competing as a puppy. It was a puppy title. So it could feed into IPTC or International uh, Puppy Trainer or puppy and puppy trainer, um, which ha think happens in Illinois. I could be wrong on that, so don't fact check me. But it was a puppy contest with the team friendly in mind. So a destigmatizing prep, destigmatizing HIV, talking about safer forms of sex, team friendly, which was my past title. I was the last mister of, of the and team friendly title. To team. Yeah, to be more inclusive. It used to be Mr. Friendly. But I will always be the last mister. Mm. That's right, Mr. Sister. What did you call me? <laughs> uh, we had a really nice time, though. And honestly, like, oh, there was some drama. Or not, oh. There's no drama. It was a really good contest. All there's three all, of the contestants contest. were there's lovely. There's always drama. What are you talking about? It wasn't drama so much as a little bit of... You can, you can go first if you want, but I've got some tea as well. I don't I don't have any drama from that. No, no, from, but, that, from that. I, so... My only tea this week was, so you know how we have um, HBO as one of the streaming services it's we have? It's Max now. Well, that's what I found <laughs> out last night. I clicked on it oh, no. last night and they're like, oh, well, we're Max now and you have to re-logged in. I'm like, well, fuck, I don't own any of these passwords. <laughs> How am I supposed to re-log in? Yes, you do. <laughs> do we? Do we have HBO Max? You and, have and, all the passwords. And why? Why? This is your fault. Why would the branding, and I'm really, 
like hyper conscious of brands. And when brands <laughs> take, you took out the brand. HBO is the brand. Why would you call it Max now? Max sounds like Cinemax, which was your competitor. <laughs> so why are you changing your name to your competitor? I don't understand. Daddy, do what? you know what app is on your phone that has all of your passwords that I have shared with you? Uh, Max Pass. No, I have shown you this so many. Last this is pass. your own fault. This is yes, LastPass has all of our passwords on it, and you I don't know, ever I look wanna, there. I didn't want to go look on that. My all you had to do was look for HBO or Max, and you would find all the passwords. Anyway, it's all in there. But that's not what I'm ranting about. I'm ranting about why would they change their name well, from HBO to to Max? Well. Has nothing to do with HBO you, now. The, the, the way you Max. led into the story was not well branded because I thought you were complaining about the password. No, it's complaining <laughs> about the brand. Why would you take out the brand? So maybe you wanted to brand someone. They couldn't have called it HBO Plus, like Disney know. and it's, everyone else it's in the world. Interesting and weird and silly, but that's how brands work. I mean, we changed it from what's no, actually the that's safe not how pod. brands work. That was not that wasn't good branding. We changed our brand from what's your safe pod to what's the safe pod. Because because that's better branding. <laughs> is it? I'm honestly well, curious. You didn't. You we used to call this. What's the safe word? Which is the same as our YouTube show. No. What's your safe word? Is what we called it. And what's so amazing to me <laughs> is people that we even are talking to just this last week. We're like, oh, you do a YouTube show? Oh my god! They, they, they okay. were like, they're like, here's here's the real. I only hear from you on your safe. Pod. No, see, this is this should be the real. That should be the dad tea. Is we had people, good, d decent acquaintances, that were like, wait, you have a YouTube channel? We just listened to your podcast. And I was like, are you kidding me? It's fascinating. And I am so, I am so grateful that people find us in whatever form, enjoyable. But it, it does shock me so that the, we do have listeners that only listen to the podcast now. Because the podcast, we started after the YouTube show. And case in point, um, the, the contest this last weekend, not only did some of the judges... Like, because I've talked about, we've done podcasts specifically on contests before. Right. But we, I had judges that are like, are you going to ask that one question? And I said, no. What are you talking about? It's like, you you say you always ask it on the podcast. And I was like, oh, well, no. And then even two of the three contestants came up and like, I was expecting you to ask me what BDSM stood for. <laughs> and I was like, ooh, girl. See, I just, I, so I, I broke your ankles prepared. on that. Well, that's good that they're prepared. That and it's nice to know they listen. But so what was the question you did ask? Um, actually, the question I did ask was very pride related. So this is a contest for a, a title holder that will live in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Title holders usually do some sort of pride events or they do the pride march. And so I said, hey, you're going to go to pride, right? And they said, absolutely, regardless of if I win or not. And my follow up to that was always you were at pride in a dog mask or in your kink gear and someone kind of perturbed but not about to fight with you gets in your face and says, why are you here you are a pervert. Kink doesn't belong at Pride. Your puppy masks don't belong at Pride where kids are present. How would you react knowing that this could be an educational experience for them? Bite them. Well, <laughs> no. Um, one person did say, well, I could I could bare my teeth. And I, they were joking. <laughs> but like the answers were kind of all over the board because however you respond to that shows how you can deal with conflict. Mm -hmm. It shows if you're educated on the history of Pride because mm -hmm. you could work in that leather kink has always been there. Um it shows how you can diffuse a situation, but also I want to know what you do with conflict. As a title holder, you're going to run into conflict all the time. Well, especially in this day and age, for yeah, sure. Yeah, especially with this political climate. Yeah. And a few of the judges even said, "Wow, 
that's a really good question. Can I ask that next time? I said, no, it's my question. I'm asking all of them. <laughs> so I, I like when I, when I judge stuff, I like my question to be consistent across the board. That way I'm able to judge literally give everyone judge. the chance to say the answer. Yeah, the question. Yeah. Cause I fucking hate when judges will ask one person, all the insightful stuff and then near the, the end person, of the time, like, yeah. cause judges are always warmed up near the end of a title. Right. And again, titles for people that don't know leather titles specifically, think of it as a Miss America pageant, but for leather, some people don't like it when you call it a pageant, but for all intents and purposes, you're, you got the jock strap or the swimsuit look. You got the pop question on stage. You got the interview. It's very much a pageant in that regard. Sure. So the interview happens behind closed doors with all the judges. I was one of the judges. Thank you again, Team Friendly, for having me. What did the puppy swimsuit? Jock straps. Oh, jock strap. And, and like, so one, one pup, like their, their swimsuit portion slash um, sometimes there's like a stage performance was uh, to a, a dog related song, but they started in a business suit and slowly like stripped down into like, their business gear and had rip off pants. That was a great, that was a great number. Was it to who let the dogs out? No, wolf, it was, wolf, wolf, I'm gonna be a dog. Don't you want me? I forget the name of the song, but it has dog in the title. Hmm. I, I, I'll play it for you later. It's very like I punk rock kind of. Wait. Anyway, <laughs> so my tea from that though, and I've said this, I think, before on, on a podcast, but I just want to reiterate pop questions, which is like the, how are you going to change the world? And then they get to say something like world peace or there's a pop question, yeah, you know, or even interview questions during judging. No. Can we please stop asking questions that sexualize people on the judging panel or the contestants? Because and I because what do you mean sexualize? Let me explain. So okay. one of the judges. Again, no shade, not mad, but like, can we just be better about it? One of the judges asked only one of the contestants, not all of them equally. You have an opportunity to have a sex date with one of the judges on the panel. Who is it? What are you going to do and why? That's not fair because then they have to choose which judge. So there's that part, which I despise. And I think what they're trying to ask is like, do you know enough about the judges to know what their kinks are? Which I'm flattered. Sure. But of course, I got chosen by the contestant, and I'm not. Ju- I'm not. I did not judge the contestant negatively on this because it was not a fair question, personally. Well, I don't you think. better not. He chose you. I know, but <laughs> then they said, and oh, a total, a big old bondage scene. I'm going to be in a sling with tons of bondage. And for the, my first reaction is, you're in a sling. Do I need to bondage you to? <laughs> you're already it on your back. You're yeah. not getting up. <laughs> but my next thing is like, oh, that's really uncomfy. First of all, while while all the contestants are cute and lovely, I don't want there to be a sexual energy between someone I am actively trying to see if they're going to be a good fit for our community. Mm-hmm. And second off, you're making it, you could make a judge very uncomfortable if let's say they're on the asexual spectrum sure, or they're demisexual. I don't like questions like that. And if you listen to this and you produce contests or you're a contestant, please push back against those questions because they're, they're very unfair to contestants and they're really assuming from judges. I want to see someone say, you know what? I don't really think that that's fair to sexually charge this question and push back. I would give you a 10 out of 10 if you answered a question like that, because it's not fair. You're, 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 well, you're causing this awkward situation. Contestants are on, rarely want to push back to the judges because they, they fear being judged wrong. No, but there's so. a way to do that. If someone yeah. asked me that question as a contestant nowadays, I'd say, you know what? I think that all the judges are lovely and great in their own way, but I don't know where how they swing specifically. I don't have that kind of rapport. And actually, I'm demisexual, so I have not had enough of an interaction with any of the judges. I would love a different question. Put yeah. the judge on their toes. But you have more experience than a lot of the people. I know, on but stage. people are listening to this. Yeah. So I hope that judges, I hope that contestants, I hope that coordinators who put these judging panels together are conscious of 
not sexualizing people that are not putting them out there sexually. That's like if you did, did anyone sexualize me all the time, dad. Oh, good. But okay, see, fine. But that's also different because what? online and in person is such a different. Oh, this is a great segue. This episode. <laughs> online and in person is different. If I'm posting with my asshole out on my sexy Twitter, I expect the responses to be sexually charged. I'm, I'm putting myself out, right out. No, 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 no. I'm giving an example. <laughs> Whereas if I'm posting a picture of me in bed being like, fuck, my neck is killing me. I'm going to be in bed for the longest time. And your response is, I can't wait to tie you down and tickle you, which was a response from someone when I was sick and like literally dying. But see, that's not fair because people, especially if you use account an account in a sexual way, they don't know when you've stopped no, using it. That was not in my sexy account, though. That was on my, my puppy yeah, account. Yeah, but people don't see I know, the difference. But I'm saying you got to read the room because yeah. I even said like. I'm literally like my I like stabbing I'm pain. Dying. I'm I'm stabbing pain. Can't get up. This doesn't feel appropriate. Flames on the, on the side, side of my face. face. And then they <laughs> responded to me being like, "Hey, come on, that's not that's not funny." He's like, "Oh, but it'd be really sexy." And I'm like, "Girl, read the room." <laughs> but come on, I'm not trying to be mean. But like, I'm in pain over here, excruciating pain. That you want to have yeah, sex? Yeah, people. Well, that's hard to, to to figure out online because everyone has a different online persona, right? So yeah. they think, and lots of people think that we lead a life that is just sexually charged 24 seven, right? Totally. And what I really liked about this weekend was I didn't have sex at all. <laughs> I love great. that for you. Well, you have to have your, have your, you have to have your batteries recharged sometimes. Yeah. But um, in kind of a full circle here, before we get into the real topic of today, which is online and in person, like versus in person kind of sexy times. And we'll get to another story from this weekend. Uh oh. I just want to, I want it to be clear that like judging panels are not there to be sexualized. And while kink contests are always going to have a little bit of a sexy undertone, some of us exist within that realm of kink not being sexual. There are people on judging panels that are asexual. They, they are kind of repulsed by sex sometimes. And in certain encounters, it can be really awkward if you force a contestant to sexualize a judge that is not there to be sexualized. That's all I'm asking for is awareness of all that. Am I going to be upset and bent out of shape? Nah. But it's cringe, which daddy now knows a whole lot about. I totally know cringe. <laughs> it's weird. It, it gives weird vibes. And after talking to a few other judges, they were kind of like, yeah, I don't like those kinds of questions. So that's only my perspective. That's my personality. That's my tea. Wow. But to daddy's point, branding is very important, both online and in person. And today's sponsor of the podcast knows how to brand <laughs> Manscaped. <laughs> Manscaped has been one of the longest running sponsors here on What's Your Safe Pod. But I have a question for you, Daddy. Yeah. What's more American than a bald eagle? <laughs> Shaved yeah. bald eagle? I don't know. <laughs> where are we going? A plucked bald eagle? Where are we going with this? The it's already Fourth bald. of July. Oh. <laughs> It's almost here, which means a few things. Barbecues. Uh-huh. Pool parties. Uh-huh. And last but not least, glizzies. What's a glizzy? I don't know. Today's sponsor, <laughs> Manscaped, are making sure all of the glizzy gladiators, the nation of groomed Americans, what? <laughs> From Sheena to the Shining Sea are covered. <laughs> You are the worst ad reader I'm, ever. I don't know what a glizzy is. <laughs> what is a glizzy? Is that like lawn jarts? Stop, please. <laughs> if you two would like to get 
your glizzy glammed cummy Sounds wummies like a drag queen. in. I'd be totally into it. <laughs> it's a Fourth of July drag queen. Let's just go a with drag that. Queen named Glizzy McGuire. <laughs> you too can go to manscaped.com for twenty percent off and free shipping with offer code What Daddy? <laughs> What's twenty? <laughs> get your glizzies in a glam. You could get the perfect performance package. You could still do it for your dad too if you haven't gotten anything. Yeah, from him yet. Father's Day is coming up. You can get that order in now. And um, the Lawnmower 4.0, which is our favorite grooming hair care, both above and below the waist. I keep my face nice and scruffy, and I keep my chastity areas nice and not not to the skin. Because skin, to, shaving it to the skin, you're gonna get ingrowns, you're gonna get agitated. Please don't don't, don't set yourself up for failure. I, I shave my glizzy balls down to the skin all the time. <laughs> yes, but you also have Manscaped ball crop Maybe that's fibers meant, and toners. Balls. So check out Manscaped again. Treat your body right. Get your hair care in line. Whether it's for July 4th or not, I want to see some fireworks. Thank you, Manscaped. <laughs> Glizzy. <laughs> I, I I'm, I'm reading it there, too. What are they talking about? They, okay. they had, I had, I got the the barbecue. I got the pool. I just didn't get the glizzy. What's a glizzy? Take your freedom bells to the next level. <laughs> Brandings can sometimes be cringe too. And while we love Manscaped and you, literally I use it every week, but Manscaped, maybe don't get your glizzies don't in a get glam. Your glizzies in a bunch. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> and stop sexualizing my glizzies. No, no today. So, Contest weekends are always a really fun time, but are so jam packed. Yes. So jam packed. That's why not I've that you were the last two weeks after IML. You were, yeah, but you weren't here this weekend. And I was. I went the first night. You went the first night because it was a bluff. No, well, but I also went early for the meet and greet. <laughs> I met and I gra- graded and greeted. You graded. I greeted a lot. Mm-hmm. But it was a really fun weekend. It was very cute. The only thing I gotta say is. If you're gonna have a bunch of judges on a panel, please send them the schedule for the weekend. Oh, I got we go. none There's of that. the real tea. No, 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 no. That is tea. That is tea. But like, I had a Facebook message that was hidden. Why don't you just look at the contestant application? Form? That's literally what the judges that were there did. I know. I'm Some just of the I know. I know. But like, I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to to complain as much as like, come on, set your judges up for for success. Um, but at the contest, um, you always meet people that are in town for contests or that you've scruffed at just because they happen to be in town yeah and my favorite part of interactions with people that you only know like chronically online is when you meet them in person because everybody is a little different some people are introverted extroverts a lot different what are you talking about a little different like you, you remember the one that um Wanted to have a play date with me on recon hmm. and literally came up to the booth and didn't tell me who they were. Oh, God. And I didn't recognize oh, them. God. <laughs> I, you know, so <laughs> I think that just because I, I, I chronically oh, I'm chronically online. I see people so much more online than in person. Sometimes I got face blindness when I see them in person. Oh, I have face blindness it, anyway. So, like, say hello, say who you are, introduce yourself, but don't do this thing like that happened this weekend where there was someone that was just hot and heavy as all fuck on Recon of all places. Mm-hmm. Love Recon, but for like weeks, and they were talking about being in town. I met them in person at the contest. Mm-hmm. Had no idea who they were. Oh, that happens Had, to me all the time. And, but they didn't introduce Well, the themselves. other thing is it's out of context, too. So if it's someone you've been talking to, like, say, in Philadelphia or some other city, when they just su- show up suddenly in mm-hmm. your hometown bar without telling you in advance, they're just talking to you as if you know them and because you've talked to them online. But you don't have that context. You don't, yeah. you don't have them 
oh, they're five feet away now, not 500 miles yeah. away. <laughs> well, and the second so. that the person was like, it's me, it's me, you know, like, yeah. here's my name. And I'm like, oh, oh, God, oh, God, oh, hi, hello, how are you? How was your trip from Insert Place? How is yeah. this going? How was how how catching up on this show that you told me? I forget what show it was. but Oh, you're good. You remember all the conversations. I remember, I I remember, remember context-related clues, absolutely, because that's how you that's how you remember a person in my mind. But the, I, I, it's just so fascinating the way that some people are so vastly different online versus in person. And that goes both for personalities on the internet mm -hmm. as well as people that you meet on dating apps. There have been many instances where I'll find someone who's very dominant, hot and heavy, diverse, top only. And then you meet them in person and they're very like, it's not that submissive-ish people can't be tops, but it's so fascinating how our online personas, our brand that we put out mm -hmm. there can sometimes be misconstrued. Well, you, you definitely. And because and a lot of times the imagery is <laughs> misconstrued. There's filters and there's all sorts mm. of things that happen to it that you don't look like that in person. Yeah. So. If you're going to be using any filters and I'm not I'm not getting on anyone's ass for like using color filters or like the there's there's what is it? Face cam? No, no auto tune face face tune, tune. Yeah. face tune. We got there. Clearly, we don't use it. Um, <laughs> there's like Facetune, which does like smart warping of people's bodies, and you can like add abs and shit. Yeah. Don't do that. Like fix fix your hair if your hair is messy. Get rid of a plastic bag. Like there's a one picture that we took of you that I was like, let give me that. I'll I'll Photoshop out the little uh, chip bag that was in the corner of a photo that was on sure. the side of the road. Like fix up your photo, make you look good, make you look pretty and cute. But don't do it to the point where if I see you in person, I have you no idea. Recognize you. Yeah. yeah. Because that's that's not putting your your best foot forward. That's actually putting your foot in your mouth, or even a catfish in your mouth. Yeah, I stepped in it on that Friday night. Actually, of all places, the too. catfish. I'd been there like four hours at this point, and I think I said hi to almost everybody. And uh, I came up to these two leather bluff guys that were really hot, and I'm like, "Hi, how are you? I'm Christopher." And they're like. I know we've met. <laughs> oh. Just like, oh, damn it! I didn't do my rule, which was good to see you. Nice to see you. <laughs> nice to see you. And that's and never say good to see you again, because then that. Uh, so I was like, oh shit, okay. Uh, and then I turned, and the, the friend that he is with, I was like, you think I'd learn from my mistake? Right? Oh no! <laughs> I turned to his friend and I'm like. Well, hi, it's nice to meet you. And he's like, we've met. <laughs> I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> of course we have. <laughs> and then I'm like, so trying to dig myself out of this hole. I'm like, so remind me where <laughs> did we meet? And they're like, well, several times. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, Jesus, I'm not winning this one. So I kind of skulked away. But, you know, my favorite thing to do, and I've started doing this now, is... Uh, People who introduce themselves to me and tell me up front, they're like, hey, I'm James. We met at IML four years ago mm. at the booth. When you give the person context, then they will remember who you are. But if you just go in cold turkey and say, hi, good to see you. Well, and so that's why the, and then the, I just rack my brain going to absolutely I know this person. That's why I say nice to see you. I never say again. I never say, you know, I never put anything before that because sometimes my brain needs a jump start. 
more often than not, once I get a oh, chance to actually talk to you, my brain needs like once I get a chance <laughs> to have a conversation, I look at your face and then we say one or two things. You 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 actually right. remind someone yes. who we are, what you look like, and, and where you met. And it usually comes to me like half an like two minutes later. I'm like, oh, that's who that was. Yes, I just I never get it right up front. Up front. It's <laughs> tough, especially at contests where yeah. you have seven or eight judges, or three or four con contestants, an MC, all the other like. If you're if you're actively involved in king scene, names are not always easy. And if you're well, bad at names like I am, but good at faces, I recognize you. I and you. if you've only ever met at events, you've never met outside of an event, that happens all the time where you meet, yeah. but it's such a quick meeting. You, but you don't get them. You don't really meet. remember it. So I'm always like, I had one guy get very indignant with me that I didn't remember who they were. Aww. And I had to, I had to say, have we had a meaningful one-on-one -on -one conversation since that time you think we met? Was it before COVID that you met too? Because COVID was, yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh my I, God. But I'm like, if it was just a high greeting at an event, the likelihood people meet so many people, unless you had a, a an in-depth conversation, they're not going to put that in their memory bank. And whether you're in the kink scene, dating, just going to the bars, or just kind of like meeting people out and about, I find it's not only respectful, but helpful when somebody gives you like, a small bit of like, oh, hey, nice to see you again. I, we met at this thing. Yeah. That's that's kind. That I, shows compassion. That shows empathy. But it also shows that you are conscious that people sometimes need a little bit of a jump start. Right. I respect people that are conscious of that and are able to to voice like, hey, we've met before. Oh, hey, I'm so-and-so's friend. Yeah. That helps. Literally, someone came up to me at the contest and was like, I was in the blue thong at that one party. And I immediately was like, nice to see you again. Insert name. Like, it helps so much. Yeah, if you're at a blue thong in a party, I probably will remember you. <laughs> Especially the butt that was attached to that thong. Hey, oh. But it was interesting and it had me thinking like, because we, we talked about it, the blue thong guy and I actually started talking about like how we met and then we saw each other later online. And I was like, oh, you're the one whose gamer tag was this. We have Scruff now has, you can put your Instagram, your Twitter, your your video gaming you know, tag. I've let my Scruff run out. I haven't paid for the premium membership. And now I can't talk to anyone. I've ever. never paid for Scruff. Wait, don't ever. they cut you out? Like, I, I can only open like two profiles and then it's like, you must get premium service. Um, No, you can, like, you're, I can show you. Your last like wrong. 10 chats are right there and you can look at it um but you can like favorite people and i'll, I'll favorite people just to make sure that i have the people i chat with regularly oh but like God, after after like so 20 people favorites. after like 20 people then yeah it gets all blurry and you can't see yeah stuff. but so but the last couple chats usually show up i'm showing daddy my my scruff oh my god he got so many scruff messages but wow. just a few Jeez. just a few hey i don't have scruff premium i can't look at the older <laughs> ones okay no um i don't yeah i don't pay for for apps like that I was talking about, we were talking about apps and I was like, well, what's the next thing we're going to add? Our astrology signs? Are we going to start adding our Myers-Briggs tests? And daddy was like, what's that? And I was like, do you I know, Myers you know what Myers-Briggs yeah. is now? Okay. Yeah. You, need, you needed a refresher for the conversation though, which is like the compatibility of, or the, the way in which people handle work and stress and, and all that kinds of stuff. And each other. If we took it, would we be compatible? Well, that's, see, that's why, that's why I wanted us to take it. Okay. So you, you took it offline. Yeah. 
you remember any kinds of questions that it asked? It was like, uh, do you, one of them was, uh, <laughs> do you find after a long, hard week, a big social engagement? <laughs> I'm like, uh, hell no. <laughs> so <laughs> Who does? <laughs> some people do. Some people whose jobs are high profile, like business, 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 buy, 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 sell, sell, sell. Like those kinds of weekends are necessary for them to recharge. That's oh, how they recharge or the sell you something. What are you talking about? <laughs> they just they think about as a networking Maybe. opportunity. That, <laughs> that's valid though. They, in their mind, like they See, want. And that's why I don't want to go. I don't want to be networked. The Myers Briggs <laughs> tests are are like this personality test that shows you type indicators as an introspective self report where you question yourself and answer questions like Daddy said. Do you like to go to a, a huge event weekend after a stressful week or? Questions like, do you regularly make new friends? Daddy, do you regularly make new friends? I, I make them all the time. So you agree or disagree? I, I mildly agree. Yeah, and then you kind of give it like a, a, a very, very high agree, a middle agree, not no opinion to so all the way to disagree most fully. Most of mine fell within the middle by one or two Yeah, in either direction. Because an extreme response in those kinds of tests, very similar to the kink test, um show a very yeah, yeah. feeling towards one or two which of would the probably things. help the test a little bit better i would imagine well yeah i think and like any test when it's a personality driven one like a buzzfeed you're like what color does this do? like if it's a certain character that you're testing to see what character you are in a show like if the color of that character matches it's probably going to be towards that character mm. but with myers-briggs it uses so many other different personality types within it that it, it's well not a science people call it a pseudoscience i guess and it talks about things like extra extra version introversion or extroverted uh sensitizing versus intuition uh it talks about thinking versus feeling and it talks about judging versus perceiving and so all these questions in a way tend to show what kind of personality type you are in fact it might even be interesting to like That'd be an interesting judging question, asking a, a contestant, what's your Myers-Briggs? Because that tells you a lot about how people not only treat conflict, mm -hmm. but how they think, how outgoing they are. It's I've never thought about that. I might add that to my, my little booklet of questions for, for judging panels, That's actually. That's going to make you such a geek, though. Don't put that on your scruff profile. No, I'm, well, I'm not going to, but I'm saying, what if people did? Would you not want to know that? I, I would want a different one that's not Myers-Briggs. It's so corporate. What would you put? I don't know. There's got to be a sexual one. Don't but put astrological sign. My my ex, I, we moved to Australia because he worked for one of these companies. It wasn't Myers-Briggs. It was called Herman International. But it was a test that tested how your brain, mm. uh, uh, which side of the brain you think on, how you uh, resolved conflict, all those things. Okay. And then it gave you an overall leaning of how you learn and how you teach and how you grow kind of thing. Um, so I, I'd imagine there's gotta be one for, um, sex. Well, there is, there's like love languages and we've taken that before, but I wanted to, cause this is one of those tests where Myers-Briggs just tends to, it tends to change over the years. Like I remember we took this forever ago mm -hmm. and I had more of an ENTJ, I think, or something like that. So I was more extroverted, but this time that I took it, I was a bit more introverted. Um, so wait, I want to just make sure like... Do you have any questions about Myers-Briggs, Daddy? No. Because I've taken it before. Okay. Okay. Um, 
so it was actually just as a, a background for information for y'all. Um, it was constructed by two Americans, Catherine Cooks Briggs and her daughter, Isabel Briggs Myers. So that's where the Myers Briggs come from. Got it. And inspired by the book Psychological Types by Swiss, Swiss psychiatrist Carl Jung. Um, and they were fascinated by the concept of introversion and typed out that she was one of the, the study or one of the ladies there. Uh, an INFP. However, she felt the book was too complex for the general public, and so they put together the test to make it more accessible. Okay. Now, for some of y'all, you tuned out for that, and you're not into Myers-Briggs, but I would say and challenge you to try out the test. And I I think a lot of corporations use this, so that's why I'm oh. thinking it's very corporate-leaning. Yeah. My, my, my old uh, manager at a social media job that we did told me I had to take the Myers-Briggs test before he would allow me to be part of this one team because I had to be outgoing enough and blah, 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 blah. I mean, when it asks questions like, do you stay Can calm? You cheat on it? No, it's about you. It's <laughs> I know. Close test. If you really wanted a job, could you skew your answers one way, knowing what they're looking for? You could, but I think you, like, it literally, the results give you a little code that tells you, like, what you are. So, like, if oh, you you're a to- leprechaun. I'm not a leprechaun. Okay, Daddy, why don't you tell me what you are? I am an entertainer personality. Or uh, what is your what's your personality? What does that say? The first four letters? E-S-F-P-A. That means nothing. E-S-F-P. And okay. you're assertive about it. Okay. So uh, what is it what does it say for the introduction there? I said I'm Elton John. It does? It does. If anyone is to be found spontaneously breaking into song and dance, it is the entertainer personality type. Entertainers get caught up in the excitement of the moment and want everyone else to feel that way, too. No other personality type is as generous with their time and energy as entertainers. Oh, God. When it comes to encouraging others and no other personality type does it with such irresistible style. You do go out of your way to not only entertain, but take care of people. I will say that. So so it said you were Elton John. Does it give you? It says it says live for each second without hesitation. Elton John. Mine doesn't say anything about a, a specific person. What does it say you are? So mine says that I am an INFJ-A, which means that I am introverted, intuitive, feeling, judging, and assertive about most of that. And that's all but accurate. I was kind of in the... Excuse you. I was kind of in the middle of the road about everything. I was like a 60, 50 uh-huh. to 60% in most things. So while I was, I was kind of more middle grade, I, I did lean one way. I find it interesting that I'm more introverted nowadays, but a lot of the, a lot of what mine, again, I was only 61% introverted. A lot of my stuff though also leans towards being extro, extroverted socially as well as uh, business wise. And as far as the A on the end there, it mm-hmm. means that I am, oh, so that is all labeled as an advocate. Yep. I am an advocate. Oh, not alpha. <laughs> no. Welcome to the Alpha Kick Podcast. <laughs> no. Um, so what does that mean? I'm one of the most conscientious, uh-huh. principled, idealistic personality types. Oh. Um, advocates filled with lofty goals and ambitions are far from idle dreamers, but it's all too easy for them to feel weighted down by internal pressures emails or even your no, no, it doesn't say emails. It doesn't say emails. i was gonna say oh my god <laughs> nailed it emails. um but they're weighted down by internal pressures when their reality doesn't match their great aspirations 
It goes on to say, does this sound familiar? Good news. Our premium advocate guide test will help you understand your strengths and struggles. And then it gives you some options. <laughs> For $7.99, you no, can no, take no. the <laughs> It's a way in which you can like learn about your struggles, but also your strengths. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that's, I think that's pretty true. I would say that my, I'm pretty intuitive. Thank you. I feel a lot. Emotions are very, very heavy with me um, and definitely drive my not only sexy times, but like how I navigate and negotiate the world. Um, was there anything else kind of nice that popped up on yours that, that kind of stood out? Um, it says many famous people with entertaining personality type are indeed actors, but they love putting on a show for their friends too. Oh. chatting with a unique and earthy wit. Soaking up attention, well, that, and making every outing feel a bit like a party, utterly social, which sounds exhausting, truthfully, <laughs> but true. You're hilarious. Mine, I like this little um, quote from Joan Wolfgang von Goethe. Go Goatee? Go 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 I don't, I don't Gautier? I don't know who that is specifically. Jean-Paul Gautier is a designer. Oh, I'm a designer. Yeah, um, he, de he designed the cone-shaped bra that uh, Madonna wore on her oh, blonde ambition tour. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I also poke out people's eyes. Yes, that's exactly what nice that means. Spoke. Um, but it, it it starts out each of the personality types with a little quote from someone who falls under that. So I guess John von Gautier, uh, who said, "Treat people as if they were what they ought to be, and you help them to become what they are capable of being." Ooh, this is interesting. Oh, go. Uh, though it may not always seem like it, entertainers know what it's not all about when it's not all about them. Do they? They, wow. <laughs> they are observant and very sensitive to others' emotions. True. People with this personality type are often the first to help someone talk out a challenging problem, happily providing emotional support and pra practical advice. However, if the problem is about them, entertainers are more likely to avoid conflict altogether than to address it head on. <gasps> entertainers usually love a little drama and passion, but not so much that they are the focus of the criticisms it can bring. Oh. Wow, I feel red. Well, so mine, here's something very interesting. I don't know that you feel red. I think that that's much like a personality type test of any kind or even an astrological sign. Mm -hmm. I think that these things are not standalone. They do not... They don't pigeonhole you in there, but they make you introspectively think about who you are, your values, it your does morals. Feel like an astrological sign. It does. It does. It does. It does. It does. You know, that's how I always feel when people are like, "Oh, you're a Capricorn," and then they read a couple qualities, and you're like, "Yeah, I can do that too." But then you hear Virgo, and you're like, "Yeah, I could do that." Too. <laughs> that said, my type INFJs are the rarest personality type of all of them, but they certainly leave their mark on the world. Oh, wait. So, Daddy, can you what what, what is your acronym again? Because I have a, a Myers-Briggs. Um, this isn't like pseudo. This isn't definite science, but it, it's a compatibility chart. ESFP dash A. ESFP dash A. There's no dash A's. ESFP dash ESFP. Oh, Daddy! Thank God we are we are just barely compatible. Yeah, we're no. barely compatible. No, we're in the medium. We're in the medium compatibility. Oh, okay. So we match in oh. that compatibility. Yay! Okay, I think. Wow. INFJ. We don't have. Yeah, we'll up. be fine. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Good to know. It's a nice way to to kind of get to know your partner, though. If you go over the questions together, um, it, it has an interesting, like 
breadth of how you deal with not only interpersonal relationships, but how you unwind, how you relax, how you look at problems or even your life and the morals or goals that you might have in the future, which I think is always a good thing to know about your partner. That's what are, what are your strengths? My strengths? Mm-hmm. Um, Connecting with others and themselves. I'm very good at seeking purpose. I agree with that. Um, as well as uh, I have a personal mission that that my life has a unique purpose, a mission that I was put onto this earth to fulfill. For people with this personality type, one of their most rewarding aspects of life is seeking out this purpose. No, go go to strengths and weaknesses. Ah, oh, there's a lot of pages yeah. on here. So what are the strengths? Creative, I'm creative, insightful, insightful, principled, passionate, and altruistic. Yeah. What are your weaknesses? Let me hear your strengths first. My strengths, uh, I am bold, original, aesthetics and showmanship, uh, uh, practical, observant, excellent people skills. Observant. I'm very observant. I watch you like a hawk. <laughs> do you, okay. I, I, mm-hmm. I, sure. I just don't react. Yeah. Well, how about your, I'll, I'll do my weaknesses first. Okay. Uh, oh God. Sensitive to criticism. Uh huh. Sometimes, yes, I can be. Um, hey, let me every, read it out. Let me read it out. Is. Um, reluctant to open up. Yeah. That track. A perfectionist. I don't see. I don't know that I agree with that one. Um, uh, I do. <laughs> I, I avoid the ordinary, which. Uh, what you, you think outside the box? But what does that mean? Advocates yearn to do extraordinary things with their lives. But it's hard to achieve anything extraordinary without breaking it down into small, manageable steps, like answering emails. Unless they translate their dreams into everyday routines and to-do lists, advocates may struggle to turn their grand vision into reality. I am looking directly at my little post-it note list right here on I my see computer. That, yeah. <laughs> okay, I unfortunately agree with that. And are prone to burnout. I disagree. Nope, not possible. You that's are. Very, that's very unbred. My weaknesses are I'm sensitive. That's very true. I'm emotional and vulnerable to criticism. Uh, conflict averse. That's kind of true. Unless I'm starting the conflict. Uh, <laughs> easily bored. Um, yeah. <laughs> easily bored? I don't know that you're easily bored. I'm already bored with this conversation. Wow. <laughs> Maybe we aren't compatible. <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> Poor long-term planners. Well, no, I actually that's not true. I do like. I disagree. It. I'm you, a you good plan long-term well. planner. You literally just plan. Unfocused. Anything that requires long-term dedication and focus is a particular challenge. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little it's getting you to focus on me just talking for not even forty minutes now is kind of hard because I'm bored. Why, well, why are you bored? Why are you? Let's let's unpack this. Why are you bored? Um, are you not connecting with the, the oh source material? I don't see now. Do you I'm need me to, to jump this in line and... of questioning now? <laughs> <laughs> um. So, but how does that translate into how people portray, portray themselves online versus in reality? Well, that's just it. I think I would be fascinated to see how that does work out because based on our test results. Obviously, like I would, I've read this little spreadsheet, one of many, and it says we're like kind of compatible, but not like perfect. Who wants to be perfectly compatible? First of all, where's the fun in that? Second of all, I think that just knowing someone's personality type is interesting when you actually talk to them in person. Mm-hmm. You you get to know if someone's actually extroverted or introverted. I think it's very easy to and talk a big game. And that doesn't come across in an online profile for Correct. sure. Correct. Because you're, you're basing a lot of online profiles on imagery. 
of their pictures. Although I do go in depth in their descriptions to see what they what makes them click and what they're interested in. If it's just yeah. one sentence, I usually pass over the profile. Yeah, but then the, the personality test gives you like percentages for each of your four or sometimes five letters. So like I'm an NF, INFJ, which is introverted, intuitive, feeling, judging, and assertive. And then it gives you a percentage there. If I'm going to date someone, I want someone that's probably more assertive than I am if I'm a low assertiveness to help make choices. I want someone creative. I want someone that's good at planning, for instance, that likes to do kind of the smaller planning things that lead up to stuff, which you're really great at. Yeah. And so I think that that's, while not the end-all be-all to a relationship, is a nice way to intuitively kind of not only get to know your partner, mm -hmm. but maybe learn a little bit about them and hopefully they learn about themselves in that process. Did yes. you feel that you learned anything by doing that test? Did you feel compelled by any of the questions? I did not feel compelled. What did you feel? Boredom? Don't say boredom. Because you get easily bored. Which is true. Which is true. It read you for filth. You're hilarious. Because you just you really don't care sometimes. You don't care. When you don't care, you don't listen to jack Fuck all. shit. No, I do care. I care. I care. And let's hear about you being judgy more. <laughs> Daddy, why would you be the best person for this title of Mr. What's the Safe Word? Mr. What's the Safe yeah. Word? Yeah. Oh. Or what's the safe word well, person? Well, because I've been mm. the co-host of it for seven years. So sure. hopefully I have some experience. Let's say some perturbed convention goer <laughs> is at Pride and uh -huh. sees you in your leather gear and uh -huh. your chaps and they say, Assless chaps don't belong at Pride. Get your kinks out of here. They're disgusting. This is a learning experience. How would you educate them? I'd lift my arm and say, smell my pits. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> and then they would immediately eyes roll back in the back of their head. They'd be like, embrace me. It was, it'd be amazing. You want to, you want to have sex with a, with a, a bigot? Well, you, they, they're only bigots till you teach them. What? They, until you teach them that teach your pits them. smell nice. That my pits smell oh, good. got it. Men are good. Got it. Got it. Great. I, I this is why you. I don't compete I for contests. I would do horrible on the stage. With you, you know how I am about getting questions. Just like often, anytime we're on the podcast and you're like, "Daddy, tell us about blah blah blah," immediately my brain shuts off. So if I was on stage and you gave me a question, my brain would shut off. Literally. Shut off. Daddy, tell me about your favorite thong. Oh, actually, I have a really pink, uh, glittery one that yeah, I like. I completely disagree with the words you just said. <laughs> and I think that sometimes people write themselves too short on things and then will lean on that crutch. Oh, are you reading me right now? No, I'm, well, kind of, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. We'll do like a little bit of shade. <laughs> but what I really think is that you don't let yourself, you don't give yourself enough credit. I think you 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 think you're you're bored too quickly, and then you don't you don't you don't let yourself try to actually hear what someone asks you when they ask you a, a question like that. So, what do you think the difference of my online presence and profile and what people think of me versus what I'm like in real life? Ooh, uh, well, I think that people see that's not fair though because it depends on what they consume of your content. 
Because some of your content's very true. submissive and very like, oh yeah, mm. right. And other content is like, yeah, we're hungry. Well, because I switch. But and it, what's interesting, what I find very interesting is there is definitely a large demographic that likes me doing both, but there is definitely a demographic that's in, either into one or the other. And how do you feel? And, so let's flip out the script okay, then. How it. do you feel about people's perception of you? Not just how you are perceived online and in person. But like, how how is their reactions usually, as you were about to say? Well, I'm an entertainer, so sure. I, I I love all of their reactions. <laughs> so what I'm trying to do is just entertain them. So uh, whether they like to see me as a sub or they like to see me as a dom, they're getting what they want out of it. See, and this is this is the what was your letters, Ian? EFT, I, I feel like uh, your NF. This is where your NFT pops no, off. ESF. <laughs> PA. This is where your entertainer pops off mm -hmm. and you turn a very boring situation that you right. didn't want to talk about into something that is a little bit more real and gives up people an insight into who you are as a person, which is hopefully why they listen to a podcast. Right. We're teaching people at the same oh, time. Okay. No, I think that's interesting though, because how people consume our content absolutely drives how we make the content, right? Yeah. Like, would you be, well, I think you would still be into a lot of submissive sided stuff regardless, but do you find that you have the ability or the permission even to well, lean so, into so that stuff? That's an interesting question because when I started doing my Just for Fans and fan sites, I definitely had more of a dom daddy role to me. But then as I started playing with others on those sites, uh, I started playing with some doms that my submissive side came out. And, um, and I started getting lots of comments like, oh, we didn't expect that from you, but I like it. <laughs> so okay. yeah, definitely my image was different than what I was putting out there sometimes. And um, I probably lost a few followers over it, but um, for, for the most part, I think people are intrigued by it. Yeah. But you don't want, you don't want followers that can't accept you for who you are as a complex yeah, no. person. I'd rather them go someplace else where they get what they want. And if, if your content of that variety, whether it's too submissive or too dominant or too blah, 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 if it's that, like that, that should be everything and every right they should have to unfollow you or or not follow the content. It's the people that are like, "Ew, you've changed." Yeah, the time so I, I get off. that now. That so that I'm exploring like more being feminine, presenting like lingerie and pink cages and that kind of stuff, and that does get some pushback because people are still into that hyper masculine thing. But I. I, I tend to think that's more of an older generation that's that pushes back because mm. uh, the younger generation seems to really lean into it and enjoy that. And and I'm learning from them. So the, one of the reasons I do some of this is I'm actually exploring myself to see what I like. Oh, I get that. Yeah. So um, and if it's someone I'm really into and they're into it, then I'm into it. So it's it's been fun because. You know, 10 years ago, I would never have put on a pink thong. I mean, even two years ago, I hadn't put on a thong in my life. So even a year or so ago, you were like, ew, thongs. Yes. I remember <laughs> your, I remember one time unpacking some underwear from a, a box or something. And you're like, why'd you order a thong? Gross. Because, because <laughs> yeah. at the time, and this is a fascinating change in like the, the, Partly, I think, from COVID, honestly. Yeah. People were at home. They were able to explore themselves, mm -hmm. both kink and, and otherwise. But people were a lot more open about thongs. 
Yeah, thongs became big. Before COVID, as a designer of underwear, Mm -hmm. thongs were not always the first thing we we put on our... Yeah, I remember when Mr. S did the tea back. They didn't even call it a thong. They didn't even call it a thong. Yeah. Spoiler alert. But that was because because there were outward perspectives. There were people that would email in being like, hey, we don't like this. Literally. It was was perceived as being Nelly or being a sissy kind of... uh, Vibe. Which we don't call anyone, obviously, no, know, but these but are words that were used to describe yeah. more femme presenting people. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I think that everyone should be allowed to have a change in perspective and opinion. And unfortunately, sometimes it takes a few years being locked inside by yourself because of COVID. <laughs> but Jassy cage. Well, and that. <laughs> but it, what what really blows my mind, yeah. or, or I guess what I enjoy is when people actually lean into those different parts of their personality. Mm-hmm. How freeing, how nice, how lovely, how accepting, how fun, and how lucrative it can be. I know some of those companies that started doing thongs are now strictly doing thongs. Yeah. I know some of those companies that are now coming out with pink colors of things mm-hmm. are strictly relying on the colors of of that whatever it is in that color. Like Mr. S, and this again, no shade to companies figuring out themselves as well. They now have a full line of like pastel colors and neon colors. And it partly, I think, is due to uh, sourcing of product as someone who used to help design this stuff. But it also came from this hyper masculine ideal that we have to have black and blue and dark army colors. Yeah. And and I think it, it it's it, it's a big shout out to the younger generation that's much more willing to explore those avenues um, than we have been in the past. Absolutely. Diapers, nail polish. Yeah. I think at least two of the three contestants during the contest this last weekend had nail polish. And I'm like, that's nice. That's fun. There's nothing wrong with it. But I bet you there are some people in the crowd that are like, eh. Have you ever painted your nails? I've never done it. Have you? I have for cosplay before. And more recently, I've seen some of my friends with like some darker colored nail polish. And I was like, I like that. Hmm. I'm not. I'm. I'm that might be the next avenue I need to try. However, oh. I bite my nails. Oh, so don't. That, that, then you maybe, should. Maybe would that would make me them. stop biting my mm-hmm. nails. But my nails are super short. So I don't think it would look good. Nailed it. Nails. So my only thing with with nail polish, just from I used to watch Simply Nail Logical. Mm, oh, I remember for years. you love that Jenna Marbles. What do you think? No, no, Simply Nail Logical, same same avenue as Jenna okay. a bit. They they did interact, I think, her and Christine. Um, but I watched this girl because she did nail polish hacks and like stupid funny videos. But honestly, the nail polish rolls very interesting. Mm. And while I don't partake in the nail polish all that often, the only thing for me that I probably wouldn't enjoy is the upkeep. Because what do your nails do? Chip. No. Well, <laughs> much like you, they grow. Oh. And they change their colors. And it's a lot of upkeep. But to... not as fast as your hair grows. And my you, nails you grow fast. And color that all the time. No, no. My nails grow faster than my hair. I cut my nails well, what, two, nice, three times a month. A I nice cut my hair like once a month. Then you don't have to worry about it. I love a good nude. Well, then what? Why? Well, see, and this is where I don't know why I would wear a nude nail polish mm. unless it's just shinier. And but for that, you would do, you use a top coat. Do you know what a top coat is? Is it like rubber cement? What? No, <laughs> no, it's not like rubber cement. But some it's of those like nail polish blue, people, right? they build like little aquariums on their nails. Yeah, no, I know. I've or like seen it. the thousand layer challenge of just a thousand layers See, of nail that's polish. That's the other reason I do, couldn't get my nails done is it takes forever. I would get bored no, it having. What do you think? <laughs> sitting there having someone work on my nails, uh, that I I, no, I, I go stir crazy. Okay, well, unless I, I was getting a blowjob while it was happening. 
then <laughs> daddy make it make it happen make it happen Find, get, our, Artie, our friend Artie's really do, into nail polish isn't he do my nails and get blow him me over, at the same time have him suck your dick while you get your nails done that is a brand that is a business it's opportunity a yeah nails Nail and nails blow. and nailed Na- nailed and nails nailed in nails oh there you go nailed or, nail job a nail job oh my god there and there are so many nail places kind of like a hand job that there is literally a place called hand job i know there is maybe that's where i should go daddy you know what i think but you nailed it thank you if people want to see your new nail job oh uh, god Uh, where can they find you daddy you can find the naughty stuff at mrchristopher.com or you can find me on instagram at mr christopher weston and that's christopher with a k you can find me everywhere at pup amp or you can just watch, listen, uh, partake in anything what's the safe word related. We have, okay, I feel like I need to say it because yeah. people that listen to our podcast don't know about the YouTube. We yeah. have a podcast, <laughs> which do. you're listening to. <laughs> we have a YouTube, which we update pretty much weekly. Sometimes we take a week off because we're human. Um, you but can see what we look like. Th- there's Our YouTube has been going the longest. Yeah. If you found this first, congratulations. You are a special person. <laughs> but go check out our YouTube. Um, we and, have a Twitch stream five and, days a week. Yeah, where the puppy plays games. And if you like what we do, go to Patreon and support us there because that really helps us out. And this has been What's Your Safe Pod at What's the Safe for Podcast. We appreciate you listening. We hope you nailed it as well. And if you take this test, tweet us your results. I want to know if we're compatible friends. No, just kidding. (laughs) But I am curious to know what people thought. I did this test today during the Twitch stream, for instance, Mm. and people said, you should make daddy take it. And that's how the podcast happened. I I feel like you test all our podcast subjects on Twitch first. (laughs) Maybe sometimes. So if you want the behind the scenes scoops and spoops and poofs and spoofs, go check us out there. And we will see y'all next time. Bye. What color should I get? I was just about to ask you what color you were going to do first. Uh, I would probably do like a gray. I'm thinking black or blue. You know, I think that's what most guys or more male. Start with because it's like masculine. No, Yeah, Yeah. exactly. But I actually think a nice like pastel-y gray would be really cute on me. Yeah. With maybe like a purple here or there. So you get like some asexual colors, you know. What about lime green? That's. uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a color. (laughs) 